Hi everyone, thank you so much for joining us on Time to Talk Day this evening. Um, hope you've had a good day, had loads of awesome chats about mental health. If you've ordered or used any of our postcards, been able to send any of those to your friends and family and things like that. Um, I am Nick Jedruski, I'm the Communications Manager at CME. Um, if you don't know who CME are and you just kind of stumbled across this, CME is Scotland's national programme to end mental health stigma and discrimination. Um, we work across the whole country with young people in schools, in workplaces, in health and social care to try and essentially end the sort of unfair stigma and discrimination that people can face when they're struggling with their mental health. Um, tonight, for Time to Talk Day, we're going to be chatting all about the importance of talking and around the theme this year, which is the power of small. Um, Time to Talk Day itself is the only day in the year where all of the anti-stigma organisations across the United Kingdom get together and really just encourage everyone to have a conversation about mental health. Um, tonight, I'm delighted to be joined by some amazing contributors who have all worked with CME in varying ways before. Um, so we have Dean, who is one of our youth champions. Hello, Dean. Hi, everybody. Drew, who is one of our CME Proud champions. Hey there, how you doing? Uh, Shona, who is our first official CME ambassador and Radio 1 Newsbeat presenter. Hi, guys. And Gail Porter, who you'll probably recognise as a well-known TV presenter, mental health campaigner, and also joined us for our big national event that we had back in March last year. Hello there. How are you all doing? I'm good. How's everybody else? Good. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Yeah. I've done that thing that I always think don't do in a Zoom conversation where you just ask a question to a load of faces. Everyone's like, do, <laughs> do I go? Does, does someone else go? And you get that weird, awkward silence. So I'm trying to avoid doing that again. Um, <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, so, yeah, I mentioned it at the top there. The theme for this year is the power of small. And it's all about how a small conversation about mental health can have a huge impact on someone. Um, and small gestures can make a really, really big difference to someone's life. So just starting off the conversation, thinking about small things. Um, Shona, what is one small thing that makes you happy or one small thing that you've ever done that's ended up having a huge impact? I think, you know, my garden is something small that really makes me happy. I'm sure we can all relate to kind of feeling quite trapped and isolated and things like that in lockdown at the moment and just getting outside and having a small stroll, looking at simple things like the leaves, the flowers, the progress of bulbs, um, taking in a bit of nature for me um, it's such a small and simple thing but it's my absolute go-to thing when it when it just needs to be cheered up and and you know that's day to day just get outside and and, and just soak up the leaves it, and it's something that I've really enjoyed don't know if I'm showing my age a bit but yeah just just my garden would be the simplest smallest thing I, I love that and it is it can make a huge difference having some sort of outdoor space can make a massive massive difference uh, Drew, what about yourself? In a similar vein, I think um, just nature has been really good over this last year. Um, at the start of lockdown, I took part in a taster ecotherapy course, and that really changed my way of thinking of being outside. I've always liked being outside, um, I've always enjoyed walking, but 
when I walk, what I used to do was ruminate quite a lot and be in my head and, and think things. Whereas now I'm kind of stopping, just with some tips from the therapy course, maybe looking for a colour in a walk or being near running water or just listening out for certain sounds like bird noise. And it really helps just to kind of free your head and take the pressure off for a little while. So definitely um, just nature. It's, we've got it in abundance. Um, and when we get the weather, and even sometimes when we don't get the weather um, here in Scotland, it's just it's a really good place to go to, to try and um, empty your mind if it's busy. Yeah, it is. It can make a huge difference. And uh, yeah, not getting the weather in Scotland. I moved to like Glasgow in 2006. I thought I would have got used to that by now, but no. <laughs> but if you can get out anyway and, and make the most of it, it's amazing. Um, Dean, how about yourself? Uh, for me, it's just... Uh, enjoying and kind of taking notice of the time with uh, my nieces and like especially the la uh, the laughter and the smile because it's like they grow up so fast uh, asked and they get more independent so it's just taking time to sit back and enjoy the uh, and see for those uh, those wee laughs that, uh, that you have with them and uh uh, that's been really good because we've got them because we are their uh, parents of essential workers, so we're able to take them over lockdown. So having them over lockdown has been uh, massive, massive for me. That's great that you've been able to still see them as well at times yeah. like, where it might have been that you were quite separated from them, and I suppose when they're that age, you miss quite a lot as well. So great that you've actually been able to connect and see them the difference that it's had as well which is awesome and Gail how about yourself? Well it's been quite a lot actually because it's been such a long time wasn't it so um, I like going outside um, I'm in London so it's not the most fun thing ever because I'm kind of you know we're not surrounded by lots of lovely parks but I still quite like just getting outdoors when you know when it's quiet and when I've got my hour and um, the other day I actually went to Buckingham Palace first thing in the morning it was quite far away from me, but I took a big long walk. Didn't see a soul. It was like 28 days later. There was nobody. And I was outside Buckingham Park. Nobody. Went to the National Gallery. Nobody. Walked all the way home. I think I saw about four people and even things like that. And I thought, wow, I've like got London to myself. So if you get up <laughs> early enough, you don't see anybody. You don't have to get on the transport or anything. Um, another thing I've really enjoyed is postcards. I always buy like a block of like 100 postcards like Alice in Wonderland or favourite movie postcards and I put them to my neighbours like a wee note and I'll say you know I'll be going to the shop does anyone want anything and then they'll put a wee postcard back to me and saying oh how are you doing just wee tiny things like that because you know I don't have their phone numbers or anything but you give them a wave or something so I found like getting a wee note it really cheers me up when I take the bins out in the morning and I've got a little note going, oh, thank you for the note. Or I'll leave a wee present outside, like a bar of chocolate or something. They, then I'll get a wee note back and they'll go, oh, thanks for the chocolate. <laughs> Tiny things like that that you take for granted. You know, like you used to do when you were at school and you'd write a thank you note to somebody. And it's, you know, it always just brightens your day. Just a tiny bit. You know, it's all, it's all very well texting and Zooming. And that's all fine and lovely. But to get a little note really cheers me up and hopefully it cheers people up when I leave them outside and they don't just think I'm weird. <laughs> no, that's great. That's brilliant. And I'm not sure if you've intentionally set me up for the ultimate time to talk day plug, but 
this year one of the resources that we had that we'll leave up on our website for people to use afterwards is we got we made a selection of time to talk day postcards for exactly that reason that we thought if people can't be together and have a conversation they could send off a postcard let someone know they're thinking about them start a conversation in a different way because um, we did think yeah that exact same thing you kind of you love receiving something just essentially letting someone know that they're thinking of you and that like the thoughts there like well thank you so much for sharing all of those like they were genuinely really lovely and quite wholesome and I was trying to think of one myself and I had clearly the most warning because I came up with the idea for the question and couldn't think of <laughs> anything anywhere near that good all afternoon um I think probably throughout this period maybe one thing a tiny thing that's had a big impact on me is like I've got a paintbrush that's about this size and you use it like we've got a a house just before lockdown which means we've been really lucky to actually to have a garden as well like you mentioned showing up and having an outdoor space but it the house hadn't been decorated I think for about 30 years and they've got these like really nice sash windows these wooden sash windows and I could and to paint them it took me hours and hours but then like I've always hated DIY I just throw hissy fits whenever I do it because I've not I've got like this really bad lack of attention and skill or talent and together they're really no good for something that requires all of that to do well and my wife's really really good at it and just puts me to shame but I took on the task of painting the windows in this room that we're in and after getting quite a lot of paint all over at first I found this tiny little paintbrush that then meant it took me about five hours to paint the windows but just like completely therapeutic and kind of got lost in it just painting the windows over and over um, and now I insist they have a big impact because if anyone like, I mean, no one can really come into the house, but if our friends are outside, anyone comes to visit us pretty much any time I walk in the lounge, like you see, see the windows, the good on there, the good windows. So I make sure it's had a big impact by never shutting up about it all the time. So that's fine. Um, brilliant. Cool. Thank you so much for all of those. So um, this year, four times to talk day, we kind of we did some polling around small things and small gestures that can help people. Um, what can make a difference? What people do or don't do? And we we're kind of interested to look at the difference between physical and mental health. Um, and we asked over a thousand people in Scotland, like, would they send someone a card um, if they were struggling with a physical health problem? And would they send a, a card to let them know thinking about them if they had a mental health problem? And the polling came back. Uh, maybe not surprisingly, but a bit disappointingly, that three times the amount of people would send a card for a physical health problem compared to a mental health problem. But people who said that if they did get a card, the impact that had on making them feel thought about and cared about was huge compared to if no one heard anything, actually feeling quite isolated and alone. And I think it really showed the importance of kind of these small gestures, what they can do, what they can have. And we also asked people about their social circles around COVID and lockdown and a quarter of people said they felt that kind of their ability to socialise with their social circles had shrunk during this period. So really highlighting that importance of making a small gesture to let someone know that you're thinking about them. Um, so I guess the first thing I was wondering with you guys, Drew, I'll start with yourself. Has there ever been any kind of really, a small gesture or anything that anyone's done that's kind of really helped your mental health? Um, yeah, there's, there's been a few things. Um, one thing, and it was a CME project that was Pass a Parcel um, that Don CME started. Um, and this was in the height of lockdown. And Don came up with this idea of um, sending parcels out to people and starting a kind of chain, almost like a pay it forward 
um, style thing. And in the parcel, I volunteered to be one of the first ones to receive the parcel. And inside there was some information and there were some little, little treats and kind of some signposting as well. And the purpose of it was just to kind of open conversations about mental health. Um, and it was just really nice to receive something and feel part of a movement, especially in, during lockdown when you did, you did feel, I mean, I live alone, so it was quite isolating apart from any kind of social distance walks. So to receive a person who part of something and then be part of a chain and pass that to someone else. Um, so I did pass that to a friend who I thought, this is a friend who I think needs to be conversation. Um, we had that conversation. It was an easy way into starting that conversation and they really benefited from it and I've now passed it on. And that's something small, that, that small idea that Don had um, is just snowballed into something that's affected so many people. Um, I just think it's such a, a great project. It was really good. And I actually, I've, I've been really bad. I meant to start another box and start another chain. Um, and I'm going to say right now, I'm going to give myself to the end of January um, and I will start a new chain and start a little partial and give that to someone in a, in a, safe, in a safe way and start that, that chain again and help someone else. It was a great idea from Dawn um, to do that and because it involved, I guess, not just sending something to someone, but also actually putting in that effort to put a little parcel together and it could be as kind of personalised as you like or you could get stuff off of our CME website and, and take stuff from there as well. But it was, it's just the, those little ways of letting someone know that you're thinking about them. Girl, what about yourself? Have you ever had anything kind of small little gestures or anything that have had a real positive impact on your mental health? I actually got a lovely wee parcel um, last week, totally out of the blue. And um, I live on my own as well. Um, so, um, yeah, I didn't expect it. And usually it's the postman dropping off stuff that I forgot that I ordered like a few months back. And I was like, really? Did I order that? Um, but, but excuse me. But yes, um, it was just a wee tiny package came and it was a couple of like nighttime teas, a chill tea, you know, the little herbal teas, which I've got one now. I've got my chill tea. Um, so it was them and a couple of little vanilla candles, you know, just to be tea lights and some bath salts and that was it and a little love heart and then I was like who's this from and eventually some one of my friends said did you get anything today and I was like why did you do that and she said well you know you're on your own and I just and I said honestly it just all I'd had all January was bills 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 <laughs> and trying to keep smiling and trying to you know do my run when I just think I don't want to go running but I feel like I need to keep doing something and then suddenly I, the buzzer was going and I thought oh yeah have I paid my tax have I done this oh god not another thing and it was tea lights and tea so that completely cheered my entire day up and it was nice to think that someone was thinking of you as well because I know that you can get a phone call from someone and that's you know phone calls make all the difference as well Although at Christmas time I was struggling, I didn't really want to speak to anybody. I don't know if anybody was feeling the same. Um, I was kind of feeling, I, I hit a bit of a low point. And, you know, my daughter was with her dad and I just suddenly thought, I, I can't cope with this. And I switched my phone off for a couple of days, which is never a good thing to do. And then switched it back on. And so to get all, I got lots of lovely messages and then to get that wee package. And it was really, really nice. And even things like Christmas cards. I know it's not environmentally fantastic, but I just people that I hadn't spoken to for ages and it was from their 
kids as well and the drawn in the cards and it was just really really meant an awful lot to me so yeah tiny little things like that really really cheered me up but that wee box was just so sweet so I lit the candles and then had a nice bath and then I thought that's very kind and had a cup of tea brilliant Shona for you like have you ever had anything like that small gesture anything towards you that's I guess helps you to speak about your mental health as well maybe at a time when you found it quite difficult to speak about it yeah, and actually I've got to, got it to show you. I don't know if you can see here, but um, this is a little box of cards oh. that my friend sent me. It, on the front it says, believe in yourself, Shona. And then inside there's just positive affirmations. Um, and they're really great. Um, just I just open the box and have a little look and, and it just totally reminds you of you know positivity and that people are thinking about you because sometimes you know at a low point you don't always get the package through the door and and the text or the call that you need but to have this and I just have it um next to me a lot so it says life is tough but so are you and be yourself expect nothing appreciate everything and I am loved I am enough I am strong I love that one so yeah, it's just, it's, it's really great um, just to kind of have those words just to reinforce, you know, you're not alone if you are experiencing a mental health problem um, and people are thinking about you. They might not always um, show it, but, you know, just to just have something physical, I, I feel really helps. And, and that was lovely just to get that. I just thought, oh, that's just what I need. And just to, to reinforce positivity makes, it, makes a world of difference. And did it help you to have a, a conversation at all with the person who sent it about how you're feeling? In fact, actually, my friend that sent it, um, she has cancer um, and she struggles with her mental health as well. And, and again, you're talking about the kind of physical thing. People often don't kind of realise the impact that's, that something like that can have on you. And obviously, sometimes you feel bad. You've got a friend with cancer and you don't want to say you know, I'm feeling down and depressed and I've been struggling after the birth of my son and things like that. But she's been she's a great person to talk to and we share a lot. Sometimes it's good to have that one person that, you know, you can phone any time and she's definitely that for me. And again, just, you know, those little gestures. I think because she's very much going through a lot herself, she really understands, you know, sending something and, and then, you know, I, we'd like to send memes and quotes and all of that kind of thing and tagging something on Instagram, you know, um, you just feel that if you've got a, at least even just one person to talk to, it makes such a, a world of difference. Totally can do. It's massive. And, and Dean, with yourself, have you kind of got that with anyone or anything that you, little things that have helped you um, kind of talk about how you're feeling or, or that you've done for someone else to help them reach out? Yeah, thank you. For me, it's very much the, the same or knowing that people are thinking about you because I'm not like, yeah, I'm not a big texter or a message. I only message people if I have, I, uh, I have a conversation. I'm not good at small talk, talk but so, so it is. It's really nice when somebody uh, pops up and just uh, starts a conversation that you don't feel is, uh, is forced. It's not because they've seen they've seen something you've posted and they they've they're reacting to that. It's just coming from uh, the heart and they're just checking in, and it uh, makes you feel uh, feel thought about. And I try to 
to do that as much uh, as much as possible. If I know or see that anybody uh, might be feeling uh, the same as I am. Can it give you a bit of a sort of avenue as well if you're feeling a bit alone or struggling alone a bit? If someone then does something like that, does it give you maybe just that bit of an avenue to be able to speak about it that you might not have had otherwise? Yeah, yeah, it definitely does because, as you're saying, you're not always 100% sure or how people take talking about mental health, whether it's, uh, it's not the ideal time or that. Uh, but because you know that they're, they're thinking it's, it, it's a lot easier to have a more open and expansive conversation than uh, it normally would be. Yeah, and I'm interested actually what you say there about people aren't always thinking about mental health or thinking to talk about it. Obviously what we've had over the last year now is a lot of talk of physical health and, and COVID as well, mm. but that clearly has quite a lot of mental health impacts as well and, and can really impact on the way someone feels and people maybe don't always feel they can speak I guess as much about how they're feeling mentally when they're going through something physically as well or people just ask how are you feeling related to COVID obviously Shona you I know that you've had COVID recently and did you find that it had a, a big impact on your mental health was that one that people really asked you about as much? Yeah I mean to be honest I think that's one of the worst things about it because with any other kind of flu or anything, you would never be thinking, am I going to end up in hospital? But because of the narrative and everything and the figures every day and the briefing and then, you know, any app that you go on to, um, it's always there and it's a negative story. And I was Googling, you know, what's a mild case? How long have I got for this? I mean, I still don't have my taste and my smell. And, you know, it, it's worrying. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm well and it was a mild case and my mum, my dad, my husband and my son all had it as well. And, you know, you're worried about your family. You're just worried about the worst case scenario. And I really found that um, I didn't, didn't find any kind of support mentally about it. it was because I was so worried about what if this happens and I've heard about this symptom and every hour I was kind of counting down and worried about my son as you know he he was really cold and shivering and everything and I just thought oh my god he's going to be on a ventilator you know because of all of the of the stuff that you hear so I, I have found it quite challenging um, and my mum's found it challenging. I mean, I talk to my mum a lot, but, you know, be FaceTiming, thank goodness for technology, FaceTiming a lot. How are your symptoms? Are you OK? Right. And then every day I was texting, you know, another night down, we're fine. You know, it just sounds like when you think about it like that, like you wouldn't normally react like that. But as soon as I got the the positive test and all my family, you know, we were really, really kind of high and, and panicked and anxious about it, which, you know, is just a, obviously a byproduct of so many months of consuming all this worry and negativity. And um, so, yeah, I would say that if you do know anyone that's that's got COVID or you've got it yourself, like definitely talk to people about how you're feeling in, in that regard, because it is a worrying time. And I think also on the flip side, the fear of getting it as well, it can be quite crippling for people and um, for friends of mine that have really struggled to go out and do anything at all. And now with this kind of second wave, you know, not even going to the supermarket, getting everything online, you know, being so, so worried about it. Um, it, it's tough it's really tough don't think that's I know you hear quite a lot of people thankfully talking about mental health at the moment and sort of the increase in pressures on people's mental health I think a lot of that is 
more related to, at least from what I've heard, kind of lockdown and the general and life in general. I don't think I've heard that much people kind of speaking about the sort of the actual the mental health impacts of having COVID and what that kind of makes you go through and what makes you think and really how difficult that would be if you don't have anyone to speak about those things. Mm. Quite often, I kind of guess a lot of the stigma discrimination around mental health and that kind of fear that people have of speaking out comes from that lack of conversation and other people open up conversations. And I think, you know, with the stigma and discrimination aspect of this uh, coronavirus is the fact that I actually felt a bit of shame. I've got it, like I wasn't careful enough or mm-hmm. I'm a, is a bit dirty or, do you know, because there's such a vigilance about, you know, protect yourself, wear the mask, do the, you know, all of this. And I thought, oh, I can't believe I've caught this thing, you know, and that that aspect plays on you as well. Like you feel, yeah, a bit of shame and a bit of guilt around it as well, which you shouldn't feel for anything, you know, but that's just the way that everything's been built up. So I think there's a lot of conversations to have around the, the mental health side of, of COVID as well. Definitely. I wonder if that comes from just the way people even like speak about general illnesses and colds, like, like back when colds were a thing that people used to get more frequently and talk about like you'd always if someone in office had a cold it's like oh who's given me this cold who gave this to me and there is almost that implication of blame for having a cold and giving it to someone but then that is something a lot with obviously mental health that kind of implication of blame and, and negative comments and things which can have a huge impact on people's mental health when they're when they're struggling with their mental health um drew just coming to yourself have you ever had sort of any small negative comments or anything that actually about your mental health or anything that kind of impacted on you or stopped you then speaking about how you're feeling? Um, I had a friend about this and um, I'm going to be really honest there there was a time where I actually said something to someone that made their mental health worse and it's something I've got a lot of shame about Um, and it was my nephew a few years back um, who is such an awesome guy big advocate for mental health and well being and, and really speaks out about it. But a few years back, um, he kind of disclosed his mental health struggles to me. Um, and at the time, um, I think it was part, I was in complete denial about my own mental health um, struggles, um, combined with not wanting, not wanting to see someone that I loved going through something bad, and also my complete ignorance about kind of mental health um, issues and problems. I think it's a, a lot more spoken about these days. Um, and at the time when he disclosed that, I just had the attitude of, well, like, come on, you've just got to kind of buck up, like, get over it kind of thing, eh? Um, and I feel a lot of shame about that, but it started me on a journey, like, from then, because I felt the shame afterwards, and I kind of looked into it, and that started my kind of mental health um, discovery, like, informing myself, volunteering. Um, so I'm getting a bit emotional, because I just, it's something that... Um, I feel really bad about it. But um, we've had a conversation since and I have apologised. And he's such a great guy. He was so understanding. Um, so I suppose it's, we've all got a duty to kind of start these conversations and get rid of the stigma um, so that less people open up and get that response from someone. Um, but as I say, things are a lot better. Things are improving. There's a long way to go, um, but they are improving. So it's, it's just being mindful. If anyone out there is, is kind of watching this and it's their kind of introduction to kind of mental health um, issues and kind of problems, um, just be mindful when someone does disclose something to you, just choosing the words you can respond with. Um, but yeah. 
No, thank you so much for sharing that. And it's an interesting one that I think you see a lot as people quite often stigma and discrimination can come from someone trying to actually say something they think is helpful, but just don't realize that it's not. And what's really important from that, like anyone can do that. I've done it myself as well. And I think the important thing is that anyone can do is to actually then what you've done, which is kind of educate yourself a little bit or look into it and then kind of know some of the things that people can say that can help what can make a positive difference. And because it is, it is an easy thing to do, but it's an important role that CME has and why we're here, why we're discussing this to show that kind of what helps and what doesn't in having open conversations about mental health. And the best way to learn is kind of from things that either you said yourself or, or you hear that someone else has said, you go, okay, well, now I know what can help and I could say that. Um, and clearly like what you've done now and it's, and it's also obviously had a positive impact and you've been able to discuss this later and it's also helps your own mental health, which is really important. Gail, have you ever found it difficult to talk about your mental health to anyone? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I've got the kind of job that um, if you're having a bad day and you're going to present something or host something, I mean, Shona, you do uh, with your, your, is it the news that you do, the, the news yeah. beat? You know, you can't just go, do you know what? I'm not feeling that well. My brain's not working. I'm not coming in. Sorry. But I mean, every job, we, none of us can just go, do you know what? I'm feeling a little bit. It's not like we've got a cold. You know, you can't hear us sneezing. You can't hear us coughing. And, you know, um, I can't just go, do you know what? I'm really, really depressed. Um, so there are days that I just think, right, okay, I've got to do something. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing here. My thing tends to be is I'll get up and do some sort of exercise, anything, just get myself out of it. Cold shower. I know this sounds terrible, especially now it's winter, but I still have a cold shower. I had one this morning. Wow. <laughs> cool. I was going to say it's not cool, but it was really cool. And it was not. <laughs> but I just think, right, OK, knock it out of me. And just think you can get through this because do you know what? The amount of people that I might be working with today might be going through the same thing that I'm going through. So maybe when you get into work, you can just maybe talk to one person or a couple of people and say, do you know what? I feel really bad in here. And so you'd be surprised the amount of people go, do you know what? I'm having a really fuzzy day or I'm not feeling 100%. And then you can kind of get a conversation out of it and get your face on and but that doesn't matter what kind of job you do. We've all got to sort of get a face on and do that. You know, we're, we're strong. You don't have to, but we like to do that to get through the day. But I think the best thing for me is, like I say, cold shower, a bit of exercise, try and just get my body working, try and get my mind thinking of something. Like you've got, Shona, with your affirmations, read something or a nice card that someone's, you know, someone sent me a Star Wars card because they know I love Star Wars and it just said, to the force is strong with you. And then they put my name on it. So it's <laughs> the force is strong with you, Gail. And it was a Christmas card, but that was last year's Christmas card. And it's been up for a year. I'm not even taking it down. And so I just look at it and I was going, yes, the force is strong with you, Gail. And then you get through the day. And then by the end of the day, you know, I know that I'll have somebody that I can maybe turn to and say, or a cry or or just say I, that was a really hard day but I got through it and like you say you know some days are tough but you've got to be tougher and you've got to know that there's other people there that are going through the same thing but you don't know because they won't tell you and you won't tell them so it's it's all about conversation and, and you know talking to each other but to also not giving in because like Christmas as I said I gave in on Christmas which I don't usually do 
I would have got up and got dressed and had my cold shower and gone, okay, it's Christmas. I'm on my own. Fantastic. Um, not really, but I'd, I'd go through the motions, but I didn't. I just pulled the covers over my head and I should never do that. So, um, yeah, there are days that you don't want to get up and you don't want to do the smiley things. But once you've done it, it's like when you go for a run and you don't want to go for a run. Once you've done it, you think, you know, I've done it. I've achieved that. It was tricky, but um, yeah, I did it. So, yeah, there's always there's always difficult days and there's always days you put a mask on. But um you know that underneath your mask, you can share that with somebody somewhere. We'll be, we'll understand and we'll talk to you. Yeah. If that it's really important to have that person that you can. I guess that, that will be, I think, important for all of us really to be open to reaching out to someone because you, you don't know who might be struggling or if you think that someone might be reaching out to them and starting that conversation with them. It's really important because it's hard enough when you're going through something to actually then build up that energy to then reach out and talk about it and really important that everyone else is willing to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned there, Gail, about times when you kind of just feel like you can't do that and how you felt over Christmas. But I guess that is time as well that we'll have it and like that it will just be kind of too much to try and get that conversation going and, and that energy going. And sometimes you just need a bit of time for yourself and, and, to, and that is necessary. Um, but also that's again where it's important for people to be reaching out and if they feel like that making a big difference thing with yourself and what kind of things would you say if you were worried about someone or someone struggling what would you do to try and start a conversation and have you ever done that and and had it and what's the impact of it Uh, I think it's just very much about trying to let them know that you're there for them Uh, is making it as clear as possible without being too forceful because sometimes as we say knowing that uh, somebody's thinking you can do a great deal but they might not necessarily want to uh, talk or feel ready but just to provide that outlet and them know they have that outlet there if they want to use it is something I personally try and uh, do as much as possible and it uh, and it has uh, I've had times where people have have opened up a bit more than they they thought they would, and they've spoke about the uh, feeling better for it, which is uh, is a, it's a great frame, but it gives me a really nice sense. I was able to help somebody because that's one of the big things I find. Like when I'm raw, oh, I think that's why I got involved with volunteering is. Helping others when I'm not doing great myself helps build me up. So it's kind of it's helping each other, oh, and I think that's very important at time, times like this. So really, for me, it's just about showing that you're there for people. It's a great point because yeah, sometimes it's you might reach out to someone. It's not the right time for them to speak about how they're feeling, but knowing that you're there when someone does feel ready is a huge thing as well and it helps to break down that barrier that kind of the, the worry and the fear about speaking about mental health can bring up mm. but something else actually I wanted to come back to a little bit and um, Gail mentioned work and part of the polling that we did as well found that like, since the beginning of that uh, COVID and lockdown the pandemic and all of that and um, twice the amount of people who felt that they needed to take time off work for their mental health and have actually done it compared to people who have 
taking time off of their mental health, which might be a completely backwards way to say that. Maybe it's an easier way to say that the amount of people who are taking time off their mental health, um, like double that amount, have felt they needed it but haven't been able to take it. And kind of that is around the public worry that they're going to be judged or the pressure they might leave on others or just thinking that everyone's going through this and they shouldn't be facing it. Obviously, the workplace is a huge area where people do worry to speak about how they're feeling. Like Shona, for yourself, do you, as you mentioned your job a little bit before and previous working in radio and reporting, but do you find that work is one of the places where you can worry about telling someone about your mental health and what you're feeling? Yeah, and I, I think um, I've spoken about this before, but I self-stigmatised a lot. And when I really felt like I needed to um, talk to my boss about taking some time off because I was really struggling, I went through all the scenarios like they're, you know, they're not going to think I'm good at my job. They're going to think less of me. How am I going to approach them? You know, I definitely went through all of that. And actually, when I did talk to my boss, she was great. Um, so I really built it up and so I would say to people and especially now with the conversation going and time for talk day and all these kind of things um, people are more understanding than maybe we give them credit and I certainly you know when I spoke to my boss and I said look and she said right you know just give me get the doctor's line and then we'll go from there and the doctor said look I'm, you're not going back to work unless I sign you back in and that took, I think it was at that time, maybe a six weeks I was off. It sounds like a long time, um, but I needed the time off and I was never once judged or asked. And obviously my colleagues knew, my boss dealt with telling other colleagues. People then afterwards always asked, how are you and everything else? And it really was just a massive weight lifted. But, you know, as I say, I just thought I was going to be discriminated against. I was convinced of it. Um, so my advice to others would be maybe talk to a trusted colleague or so, um, but approach your boss, you know, because what can they say? You know, it's a, it, you know, people need time off for their, their mental health. We need to look at it as the same as physical. You wouldn't hesitate to say, hi, I've got stomach ache, hi, I've got a migraine, you know, any of that stuff. But why can't we phone and say, do you know what? I'm not in a good place. It's just, it's we need more work there but the more people that i think have those conversations with their bosses the better yeah and the more that i guess a lot of bosses and employers get educated on how to support people and how to deal with those conversations or how to instigate those conversations as well but interesting as well that you mentioned about the kind of change or maybe the change in public attitudes around mental health drew do you think that things are kind of getting better in, in the way people sort of the attitudes around mental health and do you think that's translating into people's behavior changing for the better as well or do you think there's a bit still to do there um i think there's always work to do but i think it is definitely getting better as and going back to something i think it was dean was talking about about people disclosing to you um, as more and more people feel comfortable maybe speaking about it i think that can invite people to open up about theirs if you're having a conversation with someone and you talk about your own mental health provides that person with a safe space to open up about theirs. Um, so yeah, as a conversation grows, and I say even the story I was telling earlier on about my nephew, I mean, that was what, five, six years ago. Um, and just the information that's out there now for people and just seeing the words, it's that whole like name it to tame it thing, like get, get the words out there. Um, it's words that people are familiar using now and they're not as kind of scary maybe to some people as they used to be. 
Um, so I definitely see improvement, but I think, yeah, there is a, there is a long way to go. The past year of lockdown, that's, that's definitely got the conversation opening about uh, mental health because sometimes it takes everyone to experience something because um, everyone has experienced different levels of uh, mental well-being the past year and something that experiences everyone to it, it takes everyone to experience something to, to really make change um, so fingers crossed we we're going in the right direction yeah could be a good time to hopefully make some positive out of what has been obviously a truly shit situation and and to try and make something that could be positive coming out of that definitely and more kind of knowledge and education around mental health and understanding that anyone can struggle as well and it's not just that case of either you're a person with mental health problems or you're not that everyone has mental health and it's on that scale that can change and life events can have a massive impact on it um, which is a really important thing I think for everyone to understand and hopefully more can now so I think we've just got a few minutes left um, so the last question that I wanted to ask was just what your message would be for today, for Time to Talk Day, for people to kind of change things to help tackle mental health stigma and discrimination. What would your main message be? Um, Gail, I'll start with you. Just as you say, it's talk and listen. You've got to talk, you've got to listen. And if someone says, you know, if you are worried about someone, don't give up. I know that sometimes people will ask me, are you feeling okay? And of course, if it's one of those days, I'll go, yeah, yeah, totally fine. Not fine at all. Not even the slightest bit fine, but I'll smile and say, I'm fine. And then sometimes it'll take them come back going, do you want to like, shall I give you a call and we'll do a Zoom cup of tea? And I'll go, no, no, no. And then they'll ask me again. I go, actually, yes. So don't give up. Don't, but don't pressure someone. Don't keep going, are you sure? Are you sure? Just maybe change your tactics saying, oh, do you know what? I'm going to be around later. Do you fancy doing a quick zoom chat or zoom glass of wine or a zoom cup of tea or anything like that um and yeah listen as well because especially you know we we all know what it's like to have our mental health problems and we all know different you know different triggers that we have and we we, we know the ways that we can react to other people so we are lucky enough to so if we notice it you know, we, we're there for each other. But yeah, listening and talking is the best you can possibly do. Uh, keep an open mind and do these wee tiny things. Send a postcard. It's great. I love a postcard. Send a postcard. <laughs> Definitely. I guess that links in as well nicely with what Dean said earlier about that, that being there for someone when they need to be as well and asking twice, as you've said, and sort of actually open up that conversation. And as I've mentioned your name, Dean, I'll just come on to you. Like, what would your one message for you for time to talk about? Uh, it might be cliche given it, it's our tagline but just that it's okay not to be okay especially at this time more than ever ever it's a hard time um, for uh, everybody and dealing with negative mental health health uh, uh, there's never a good time for that uh, so if you need to reach out do it because it may be scary but it can be extremely beneficial. It's a good message, and it's one that's repeated a lot for a reason, because it resonates. Um, Drew, how about yourself? Um, for me, I think it's three key things, and one is um, we're in this together. Um, you're not alone, and you're stronger than you think you are. Um, so, definitely. Brilliant. And Shona? I would say just take your courage and, and speak to someone if you're feeling down and you, you, you know, don't, don't do what I did and 
and stay silent and make worst case scenarios and build things up and you know take the pressure off and find that one trusted person um just to to let them know how you're feeling because once you do you will feel a hundred times better you know talking we've said it so many times but there's a reason for days like today um it, it's massive just talking it out with someone and um, that would be my advice it, it's it's just the best thing that i've ever done is to open up and, and be honest brilliant thank you so much to to everyone um Thanks to, to Dean and Drew and Shona and Gail and Gail's cat. You've all been <laughs> great contributors um, and really appreciate you coming along. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in and watching tonight. There's loads of information you can find out about Time to Talk Day on our website and loads of other things. Like, obviously, Time to Talk Day is one day in itself, but it's really for us. It's a day for people to either carry on having conversations, to make a point of having one, or to have one for the first time. So it's not just a one day in itself. We need to be talking about mental health every day. Um, and today is just the day to start that. So if you want to find out more about how to have a conversation, find out more about mental health, stigma and discrimination, if you check out www.cmescotland.org. Um, and yeah, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Cheers, Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye. Bye.